Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers' afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome in to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders taking his drive right now. Alan, what is going on? Yeah, it's very dark. I was under that overpass there. I, we didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about this when we planned uh, Steelers Afternoon Drive in uh, July. That like, oh yeah, I forgot that in December it's dark at five o'clock. Yeah, Maybe that's why mm-hmm. all the vibes are just so bad around the Steelers facility. Just everyone's just miserable because it's cold and dark. Actually, Mason Rudolph uh, had his press conference yesterday, and he said uh, that he feels like he's a little grittier than he was when he first came out of college. And someone followed up and said, like, why is that? And he was like, I think the Pittsburgh weather just does it to you. <laughs> Which hey. I thought was, was so good. He's just like, hey, man, I live through winter here. That's nothing like, I, yeah. Forget Miles Garrett beating me over the head with my own helmet. Forget Earl Thomas nearly ending my life, let alone my career. No, the thing that's really toughened me up along the way, snow. That's that's what yeah. it was. Snow and darkness. What so he's a South Carolina, right? Born and then yes. Oklahoma State for yes, college. So yeah. Yeah. Man. 
All right. Well, hey, Mason Rudolph does kind of play into this conversation the way that we want to start out here. We obviously have to give an injury update uh, another day, though. You said right before we start recording, Mike Tomlin said that tomorrow will be the big day for Kenny Pickett, who practiced in a limited capacity again today. Uh, I believe that there is another video of him up from today on the YouTube channel. So you can go and check that out to see for yourself how you thought that he looked during Wednesday's practice. But, Alan, you know, another day closer to game day temperature check with the quarterback situation. Me, not as excited as it was a day ago. I mean, I, he looked pretty much the same today as he did yesterday. I guess it's a good thing that he was able to get back out there on consecutive days. But he sure isn't – like, I mean, if you look at that video, like, there's a stark difference in the movements between number eight and the other two, three quarterbacks. Like, I mean, he, he's, he's very clearly pretty physically limited. Mm. So, I don't know. I guess Tomlin said tomorrow's a big day. I guess we'll see how that goes. Maybe they're going to try – to push him a little further on Thursday to see what will happen. Um, but I don't know. I think maybe um, looking a little bit more realistic for Mason Rudolph to play right now than I thought yesterday, but not not a, not a big change. Okay. And then as far as everybody else goes, uh, Roger Jones in a full capacity, same with Pat Fryermuth, um, Cam Hayward, Najee Harris, Elijah Riley, Isaac Samala was limited along with Kenny, and then still Trenton Thompson as a DNP, which obviously we knew Minka's already rolled out. The Monte KZ suspended. So Trenton Thompson with a stinger, you know, a lot more important. <laughs> I mean, imagine saying at the beginning of the year, man, they really need Trenton Thompson to be able to go here in week 16. First of all, at the beginning of the year, Trenton Thompson wasn't even there. He came in in the middle of training camp. Like, yeah. there was a, a uh, you know, they had this safety injury a lack of availability problem once before. Remember, Minka was away from the team. KZ got mm-hmm. hurt. Keanu Neal was hurt. Um, trained that was, was the there. that was the Kenny Robinson time of year. Ken, Kenny Robinson played like forty consecutive snaps or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. but that's what led to Trenton Thompson being on the team, and that's also what led to Patrick Peterson playing some free safety. And man, like pretty thankful for those things happening right now because. Uh, well, I mean, they're hoping that Trenton Thompson can play, and it looks yeah. like Patrick Peterson's going to be the other safety. Uh, pretty like it is wild that Trenton Thompson's status for this game feels significant for the Steelers. I, yeah, I mean, I absolutely believe that it is because if it's okay, so Patrick Peterson's one of the guys who's the Elijah Riley who we could potentially have coming back. Is he the other guy, Miles Killebrew, not really a safety, doesn't play a ton of the defensive snaps. He's a special teams guy. And honestly, if I was looking at him to play any snaps on defense, it's pretty much solely in the box. So, like, what does he offer as a safety? So things could get really interesting if Trenton Thompson isn't able to go for whatever reason in this one. Yeah, I'd assume that, like, it's Patch, or I'm sorry, uh, Peterson, Eric Rowe, Eric Rowe, dude. I keep forgetting that Eric Rowe is on this football team. Yes. Are the three safeties if Thompson can't play and then Killebrew's the fourth? But, like, yeah. man, like, Riley's been out four weeks, probably not 100%. That's, mm-hmm. I, I expect that Thompson will play. I mean, I just – guys that finish the game usually find a way to get into the next one. Um, but he's not really practicing. We'll see how that goes. And then, you know, I think at this point, safe to say, in fact – Terrell Austin did say that, like, no matter what, whether Thompson plays or not, whether Riley plays or not, like, they're going to be so limited at safety that they're not really going to be able to do a lot of the things that they want to do as a defense. Like, I mean, they love that three safety, heavy nickel, heavy dime that they play all the time. Like, 
I don't really think that's going to be plausible. Like they don't even have three safeties. Like there's nobody. Like they, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a game where you're going to need to see more of guys like Shannon Sullivan, possibly Darius Rush. Um, mm-hmm. And you know the Bengals make things easy from that standpoint, and they almost always play three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. They're not a very multiple option uh, offense in terms of personnel. So they make it pretty easy for you to match. Um, I would think that we're, we're not going to see a whole lot of packages. You know, this might be a game where it's like one base, one nickel, maybe a dime. That's about it. Like that, that's what you're going to see in terms of personnel groupings. I would assume. Yeah. The Patrick Peterson stuff's really interesting to me. Like for the short and the long, when I say long, meaning like the rest of Patrick Peterson's career, however long that might be, but like the ability to prolong his career, potentially making that shift and being able to play more of like a center field role and just use his eyes more than anything else as his athleticism maybe diminishes over the years. How do you think that it could work out for him, you know, moving to a safety, of course, like short term for this game, but also beyond this year? Well, I think we saw last year, right, in Minnesota, you know, Patrick Peterson had a really good year last year, and Minnesota basically only played zone coverage. Right, they played a lot of quarters and a lot of cover three where it's like either you're up and then you're bailing or it's off coverage in general. And like when I see that, it's like there's not really that big of a difference between playing cover three as a corner and playing cover two as a safety. Like it's different landmark, maybe a little bit different run support responsibilities, but the coverage aspect of it it's pretty much the same. And Patrick Peterson was a really, really, really good zone corner last year. He's had some troubles um, this year with the Steelers. I think he's been playing really, really well lately. But there's, you know, it's really reasonable to think that he could be a pretty good free safety. And we've seen guys that have been high-quality corners. Rob Woodson, Charles Woodson, um, uh, Daniel Hall. Like, there's been guys that did that and then made that transition and played several more years. And so Patrick Peterson acknowledged that. And I really think like he's under contract for next year. It's a big number. Like I think the Steelers are probably going to see about making some kind of change there. If the change is, Hey, I want to play three more years as a safety. Mm -hmm. Can we knock that cap hit down for 2024 and give you a little extension? Like, if you would ask me that as a corner, I think maybe the answer would be no. But, like, I see it. Like, we're just talking about how much the Steelers like to use a third safety. What kind of asset would it be if, like, instead – remember last year, right, they had Trail Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, and then DeMonte KZ was that third safety. Mm-hmm. What if that third safety was Patrick Peterson, who, by the way, also plays slot corner and also plays outside corner where he's a Hall of Famer? Like, that's that's a heck of an asset. Yeah, I would agree. You know what? I, you know the name that popped up in my mind that didn't do it, but I thought was going to was former Steeler Joe Hayden. I always thought that he would potentially make the switch to safety um, as his career went on. Um, but like Devin McCourty did it for the Patriots yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, there's been certainly guys that have done it. But, yeah, I think that's an interesting 
thing to explore for for him and for the team if he's looking to prolong his career once he continue playing football i think that is a a move that they should look into in a on on saturday we're going to get a look at what it looks like for sure in game action uh at a larger degree than what we've seen larger sample size than we've seen up to this point so um yeah i don't know i'm very intrigued by what that could look like for sure yeah i am too i i think it's it's an exciting and interesting option that trying to keep a guy who's been a great mentor and a great leader of that unit um, around. And man, like, I I just think there's a lot of value there. Um, They could really use him in that role. And Hey, you know, I mean, I I don't think it's a write-off that he's like not going to be their starting outside corner next year. Like right now he would be, but I, I think it opens the potential for a lot longer career than I think maybe he would have it just as a boundary corner. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, you know what, too? Like you mentioned last year with the three safety stuff, the Steelers like to do that. They've had so little opportunity to do so that like with, because of injuries that they've had on the back end over the last few seasons, like DeMonte KZ didn't even play for them until what, like week 10, la- week nine, week 10 or something last year because of his injury suffered. So like they just haven't had the opportunity to do much of it, though. You know, I think the idea of it, when you're talking about you know a player like Minka Fitzpatrick and being able to free him up to be more aggressive, I think it just makes so much sense. It just hasn't really worked out that way for them, um, yeah. you know, the, the way it's planned and, and sort of drawn up. But I, I, I like the concept, and I think, um, yeah, I think Peterson showing that versatility, like to me, I think it makes it a lot more palatable to bring him back now for not just next year, but maybe beyond that if he wants to. He said he wants mm-hmm. to play 15 seasons. So I think this is 13. Okay. So, yeah, I'm on board for, for two more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, um, Alan, I don't want to switch topics. And honestly, if you're going back to yesterday's show, I guess it's not even switching topics as much as continuing on the conversation a little bit. But, you know, a couple more speak- people speaking about this today the YouTube comments were obviously primarily about yesterday's episode regarding George Pickens. And I feel like we have to kind of like circle back on this and maybe add some more um, to the conversation that we had yesterday with Eddie Faulkner talking today with Mike Tom and talking about it even. So this is something that I thought about yesterday after we had recorded and I, it was in my mind what Jalen Warren's thoughts would be, but I didn't know that we would hear him publicly say anything regarding this. But um, to hear him say, you know, in that situation, I would have blocked for him. I mean, uh, you would figure that would be the case knowing Jalen, but I didn't know that we would get that out of him publicly. How about that? Like in one fell swoop, and I don't think this is intentional from Jalen Warren, but like Mm -hmm. he just showed up George's effort and his maturity off the field in one sentence, right? Because he didn't get angry. He's not ranting. He's not like he's he he didn't blow off the media. He he rose to the occasion and said, "Hey, I want to block for him." Like he just, not only is he showing up George Pickens the player, he's showing up George Pickens the person. Like and I don't not not saying like he's doing it intentionally. He's just yeah. doing it by being himself. Like build the whole plane out of Jalen Warren. Like, is, is where I'm going with this because that guy's a real one. Yeah, I mean, those are the types of guys that you want on the roster. Those are the types of guys 
that you need in the locker room for sure. And, and so could he maybe obviously like with the right approach here, be one of the guys to, you know, approach George or, you know, I don't know that he hasn't or if he has, but maybe be one of the ones to have those types of conversations with him and maybe take on more of a leadership role. This is, you know, for an undrafted guy that's obviously, you know, I don't know how much command of the locker room Jalen Warren has, but could he maybe play a role in that as opposed to just being a player? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think he played his role pretty perfectly there. I mean, I don't I don't think he's going to stand up and, and shout. First of all, he's just a quiet dude in general. He's Seems not like, like a, yeah. you know, pound the table kind of uh, leader in general. But I, I do think yeah. that, like, he, he, he pretty much was pitch perfect in his response there. Um, Eddie Faulkner, I didn't really think said – a lot that we didn't already know. I, I thought Mike Tomlin, first of all, you know, we requested his presence after practice today. But sometimes when we do that, he just kind of shows up and says, hey, what do you want? Um, he had like a lengthy preamble to that conversation and say, I wanted to talk about George Pickens, about why um, mm. you know, he, he did say that he is going to play this week. He said that there may be punishment for his behavior, but he's not going to make it public what it is. And I thought he really went out of his way to go in depth about his thoughts about George's maturity, his development as a person, as a player, uh, how that's very much a work in progress, but that he and the team are not shying away from their responsibility to develop him. They drafted him, they want him, and they want him to be better, and they're working with him to do so. I felt like there was a lot of meaning there that, you know, Mike Tomlin basically said, like, hey, he's, he's a problem, but he's our problem, and we're going to work together to fix it. And, man, I don't know how that plays in the locker room. I talked to some guys in the locker room. They're publicly, you know, on board with it, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's very interesting here. So I'm just looking at – so this is going back to Faulkner, not Tomlin, but I'm looking through just Nick's timeline with, with Faulkner talking today. And the one thing um, that I kind of – that I wanted to bring up here amongst all of it was Eddie Faulkner saying that he's receptive to what the staff is saying. Now, like, how how do you – what do you make of that comment? And is that just specifically about this or is that just about like the way that they are coaching and teaching him in general? He's been receptive the entire time. I don't know. I, it kind of smells like nonsense to me. Like I like if he was actually receptive, there would be actual evidence of growth. Right. I mean, like, like, I don't know. What, what do you mean by receptive? Like, is he listening? I don't know. Maybe. But like, he's not doing anything about it if he is. So like, what's the like? What where? You know, I don't know. For me to to agree that George has been receptive, I would have to see some real tangible evidence that he's getting it, and I just don't. I I don't think he's sure. getting it. Uh, I think he's causing other problems in the locker room, um, and I think I do think that it's been a bit overstated. You know, like how big of a culture locker room pro- like it's mostly just George. Like, I don't think this is like some 53 man problem. Like, I think that for the most part, this is a pretty well situated locker room full of generally professional and respectful guys. I talked to 
six or seven players today. I don't have a problem with any of them. You know, I, I don't see widespread issues. I think this is mostly a George Pickens problem and not a Steelers problem. That's interesting. So I want to bring up, I want to tie in some YouTube stuff with this. Obviously, I mentioned there were some comments about it. There was a question uh, regarding Tomlin in there, but I did want to say one thing before, because you mentioned like there could be some um, disciplinary stuff done that would be kept internally. So we know for a fact that that's not going to involve him being benched in any capacity on Saturday, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll be like sat down for a series or something like that, but he's going to play in the game. There's no question about that. And there never really was. Like, let me just make this perfectly clear. That is not a realistic option for Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. First of all, they probably need George Pickens to win this game. And second of all, they literally don't even have the bodies. Like, we're talking about they're going to have to make, like, a bunch of transactions to just fill their 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 locker. Their, 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 like, benching George Pickens would involve, like, cutting another player to make space on the roster for another wide receiver. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's, that's not feasible. Like, like, so yeah, uh, that was never really an option, right? Yeah. Well, in so a lot of the comments, which I I don't know, like I I thought maybe we would see like a fifty fifty split, but typically what I was seeing as I was going through the comments is a lot of people here in support of George and kind of like brushing this off to the side and saying it's not that big of a deal, uh, and it would it's only being made a big deal because this team isn't winning football games right now, and that would kind of cure all here if they were well let's be honest i didn't really leave a lot of room for people to be more (laughs) critical than me yeah that was pretty impassioned yesterday where you would take it if you wanted to go farther on the other side also i'd just like to as an aside here every once in a while on like some youtube comments or twitter comments or whatever there are all like there are always these people that will say like oh you're afraid of being critical of the team because like they're gonna take your access away or like you like, like, let me just like throw this out here as like, I was in the Steelers facility all day today. Nobody gave me any crap about what I said. Like, th- like th- this is a professional organization that understands when they or their players warrant criticism. It's not a thing that happens. And like, here's your evidence. It's, no, it just didn't. Yeah, I, w- I would um, say that yesterday's episode would be a good, uh, you know, measuring stick there for those people that say that. Yeah, right. Um, but so. Yeah, there was a there was a comment I think that, that touched on uh, the sort of are we making too big of a deal out of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you want to read it or or just. Oh, I mean, it, it, so I don't even know if I should just give one person credit because it's like a lot of other like there's several comments from people basically saying the same thing. Um, I mean, I could find one right here. That's fine. Uh, I mean, I mean, Joe, Joe Donovan was like, I don't think uh, GP is doing this just to do this. I think it's part of a, a larger problem. I think he needs to be cut some slack. Uh, if this team was winning right now, this wouldn't even be a conversation. That I had a, one of my uh, longtime Twitter followers uh, also brought that up with me on Twitter. And I'm like, well, I think it's two things, right? I mean, one, it is always going to be a story if you see a player giving zero effort on a play where the team legitimately could have scored a touchdown. Like, that's there's never a point in which that's not going to be a story. Mm-hmm. The reason it's as big of a deal as it has been is that this ties into some bigger narratives about this team and Mike Tomlin. Like, 
if you're there are people out there that say that Mike Tomlin should not continue to be the coach of this team, and one of the reasons that they will cite as an example is a lack of discipline, a lack of control of the locker room, the inability to get his players to buy in, and like this goes right with those talking points. And so, yeah, like would we be making a big this big of a deal about it if the team wasn't winning? Well, no. But like you can't separate this act from the context, like you know, and like I, you know, it would still be a big deal. Antonio Brown going on Facebook Live in the locker room was still a big deal, even though that was a good team in 2016. Like it would still be a big deal. It it just might not be this big of a deal because it doesn't come with the rest of that baggage. Yeah, I well, also too, I mean. I, I don't know if this is a separate thought that just popped in my mind or what, but like to see the visual evidence of him giving no effort is obviously bad in itself. I don't know what I expected him to say about the play, but it, it certainly wasn't that he was afraid of getting hurt by doing so that I expected to hear come out of his mouth, which is going to be obviously criticized by not only people in the media, but it, we again, Jalen Warren talked about it. Alan Robinson, Mike Tomlin, Alan Robinson Eddie Faulkner, yes. all people who played football. I would just like to throw that out there. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I don't, I can't recall someone doing something that dumb and then compounding it by saying something that dumb that we can really use this as a comparison for how big of a deal you should make out of this. Like, it's it's pretty mm-hmm. dumb. It's kind of a big deal. Like I, I don't think it, we're underselling overselling this. Imagine if on the play that Jalen Warren fumbled where Deontay Johnson is just like standing there. Imagine if his response when he spoke to the media to talk about it was, Oh, I didn't want to change I was afraid of getting hurt on that play at that point. Yeah. Like, come on. I just and, and so I guess Mike Tomlin said, like, sort of hinting that that's not what Pickens said to the team. Basically, he said that, like, what he tells you guys is not always what he tells us. Hmm. Which makes okay. it even stranger. Like, what yeah. did you think that was going to make you look better than what you said to the team? I can't possibly think of what he could have said to the team that would have made him look worse. Like, I don't. I don't get it. Um, I also, this is something else I want to bring up. There was somebody on Twitter that commented like, man, like it was in response to sort of like a, a comment on the similar vein. It was like, oh, the media is just making too big of a deal about this. And the comment was like, don't they teach these guys how to talk to the media? I'm like, the Steelers have a five-person full-time PR staff. There is never a lack of available help or knowledge when it comes to talking to the media. There are also mm-hmm. two or three, I believe three, full-time in-house reporters that are former members of the media that would be able to walk a player through how to talk to the media if they really wanted to. Like, there's no lack yeah. of assistance here. Uh, as it is with everything else, you can't make them care and you can't make them want to. I, I just really think that's where we are with, with Jordan. Right. Yeah. There, there's there's plenty of resources around him if he cares to grow in those areas. So 
Time will tell if he if he chooses to do so. Um, but you mentioned like the larger problem thing here, Alan, and I think that's an interesting thing to bring up because we had another question that kind of ties Mike Tallman into all of this. And this comes from Hayden Bishop, which, uh, if you recall, notoriously called us the wrong podcast last week and had to, you know, go back on that, obviously. And in this comment, he actually said that we were superior to the North Shore Drive, so we appreciate that. We were going to read his comment regardless because of that. Um, yo, what up, Zach? With Mike Tomlin being voted as coach most players want to play for in that anonymous poll, how much should all this be taken into consideration when deciding how to proceed with him at the helm? Also, does this George Pickens thing kind of tie into all of this and make you second-guess this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that George Pick- or um, Mike Tomlin being a coach that players want to play for is a reason to keep him. Um, I think results are a reason to keep him. I don't really think that – like, there's no tangible benefit to Mike Tomlin for the, to the Steelers of Mike Tomlin being a coach that players want to play for. I mean, not really. I mean, maybe I guess it makes it a little bit easier to sign a free agent. I don't know. Like, it, it's not significant in the big picture. Um, I think – Mike Tomlin being a coach that players want to play for is a sign that, like, what else do you want him to do with George Pickens? Like, I feel like, like, I saw last night on Twitter, I tweeted a video of George Pickens mm-hmm. not trying very hard at practice. And, like, yeah, a good number of the comments on that were like, this is Tomlin's fault. And I'm like, what else do you want him to do? Like, this is a guy whose approach to managing players is very well regarded around the NFL, not just by players, but by other coaches. He this is, we're talking about a guy that handled freaking Antonio Brown for seven, eight, nine years. Like what? I, I just don't, I don't know why we would assume that this is Mike Tomlin's fault, as opposed to just assuming that George Pickens is a, young player that needs to grow up and it is stripping the player yeah right like like it is his like he is responsible for his own actions he is a 22 year old adult like where I, I his behavior is no one's fault other than his mm-hmm yeah, I mean, what, is he supposed to just hold his hand with him the entire time? Every little thing that he does, should he, uh, you know, stand at the podium with him when he's talking to the media? I, like, I, you cannot oversee everything that this guy is doing. Obviously, he's got fifty-three players on this roster. Imagine if he had to do this for every single player that is on this roster. Yeah, and like, I do think there is a bit of a leadership void on the offense in terms of we talked about this yesterday Absolutely. in terms of like guys that have been there and done that that are also in prominent roles on this team that can really get into a guy's face and 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 sort of but but Mike Mike can't make that he well he can't just conjure that into existence like it's not I mean I guess like in the big picture like he's responsible for the makeup of the roster but like he just because he needs one of those doesn't mean he can just snap his fingers and make one of them happen like there's not like there's nothing you can do. Allen Robinson was asked about this today, and he said his rookie year from week three, they were starting all rookies at wide receiver, that he had no one to learn from, and that mm. it was rough. It's like, but we had to get through it. Like, 
He's like, am I the same guy then? Like, uh, you know, am I the same guy now that I was then? No, like I had to grow, but he had nobody. He figured it out. Like, you know, I think it was Nick uh, asked him like a couple weeks ago about something George did or said. I can't remember exactly what it was. And he was, you know, Allen's answer was like, yeah, sometimes it takes young players a little while to figure things out. And then Nick, great follow-up question was like, so when you were that age, did you have trouble figuring that out? And I was like, no. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. George Pickens is a 22 year old that's frustrated about the offense and his role in the offense. And there's 12 22 year olds in that locker room that are frustrated by the offense. Robert Jones and Darnell Washington and had the exact same or very similar backgrounds to George Pickens before they got to the Steelers and they are not causing problems. And he is like, at some point he is just the problem. Like it doesn't need to reflect negatively on everyone else. He, yeah, he has certainly been an issue. He's certainly been a problem, a, a season where those just seem to continue to be snowballing for this football team. I guess now we ask and the Steelers have to ask themselves, this guy's a problem. Can he also be part of the solution? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this week. It's certainly going to be interesting to watch. Um, and if it goes badly this week, oh boy, uh, the last couple could be real interesting because I'm attempting to imagine like a continued downward spiral. And I don't even really know what that looks like at this point. Me either. Me either. Oh boy. Uh, Good stuff. Another great episode that I am very excited to see the comments about. Probably a lot of people are going to be like, can you guys stop talking about this? Well, you know, we'll see. I we'll see would what the next be day very okay with that. If we could arrange that, tell me what you want to talk about instead in the comments. And if you leave enough good comments, I promise not to talk about George Pickens tomorrow. Deal? If, there we go. If we did enough good comments and enough, hey, great show. Love the podcast. Yeah, also compliments are also, yeah. yeah, Comments and compliments, yes. Alan, tell the people they can find you. At Saunders underscore PGH. PGH Steelers now. SteelersNow.com. Promo code Allen10. Get 10% off SN+. Great story from Derek Bell about how the Steelers got dominated in the trenches by the Indianapolis Colts, and that's why, more than anything else, including George Pickens, that they lost that game. And uh, Mm -hmm. like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. There we go. I am Zachary Smith, PGH. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And again, hit us in the comments with comments and compliments uh, from the audience. Leave us a five-star review if you were listening somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, whoever your podcast platform is. Uh, Until next time, for Alan Saunders and myself, thanks for jumping in and taking another ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.